More on the Secret Service, iMessage, and encryption. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. When we last left the Mac Voices live panel, we were in the midst of an intense discussion about the Secret Service and whether or not they lost messages, text messages, because of iMessages encryption. Let's go back and let the panel finish up and do the talking. Yeah. And so, so Dave, David or, or Warren, since you're both familiar with Jamf, um, yeah. what level of privileges do you have to have in order to maybe just, if you wanted to be a bad apple and surreptitiously not back up or delete backups? Um, you, know, you have to remove how many levels of you you profile how many levels of you know of power and you know root access do you have in that software most users will not have administrative access to a jamf uh, to, to a point where they can remove profiles yeah. that applies to a mac that applies to an iphone or an ipad if it's oh, being managed that. by an mdm and that doesn't even necessarily mean it has to be jamf it could be any mdm the serial um, numbers are tied to the, yeah, to tied. the it's apple the serial numbers tied to the um, mdm which as soon as, and I've seen it happen too in Spain, right. yes, but when you boot up a phone uh, right. and after wiping it clean, it automatically right. starts talking to the MDM first and says, we're downloading a corporate profile. And, and that's right over again. Yep, so in terms of depending on policy and enforcement of policy, is this something somebody on the, on the client side can do or is this something only? No, no, it's the administrator. Administrator. The administrator. IT administrator. Right. Which okay. gets dictation from okay, so he or she, somebody else. So if he or she was a bad apple, then you know, there's nothing they could do. They could smash their phone. They could smash it, or they can they can erase it. I mean, that's yeah. Actually, I don't well, even think you can on an MDM. I don't. Yeah, unless they unless they enforce a policy. If they had, they could enforce a policy. Yeah, they can enforce a policy to say, hey, erase this. I mean, right, right. You know, and most companies can, have that that ability. If, if if a device is lost or stolen, you know, you can enforce it, and that device becomes a brick. No, I'm saying I don't think the user could. Um, I don't know if a user. No, the user can. No, no. That's the whole. That's, that's the whole point. You can MDM. sort of try it, but it, it's okay. Hard. Okay, no, wait a minute, guys. I, I, you're both going back and forth, and it's getting a little crazy. So okay. let me make sure I understand this. So that if if my phone has MDM on it for my company, right, and I reset my phone, I wipe my phone, right. I cannot. Are you saying that I cannot successfully remove the MDM software from it? If it's your personal device, it all depends no. on the power, or if it's a company-owned device. Well, it's a, it's a device. I mean, I'm not sure who. who, if it's who a well, device, it's if it's on a both company cases. device. Okay, right. well, if, one at a time, guys. If it's a company device, it's going to be tied to a serial number, which means when you reboot it, it doesn't even ask you to log in. It's just going to start going through an MDM initialization. If it's a personal BYOB device, right. they say, hey, Chuck, Here's a link. Wait, Click this link. It's going to ask you, want, you to do something. You can install a profile. You can reboot. At that point, if it's your own personal phone, you should be able to go into that profile section and remove it. And you're done. Right. But okay, but, but it depends but on I, the phone. I hear what you're saying about being tied to the serial number. But if I wipe my device, and, and this is where I think the article does a bit of a disservice because it right. says um, instead individuals would have to remember to manually back up their devices before their phones were reset. 
Evidently, many agents failed to do so. And when their phones were wiped, all their iMessage communications That's stupid. Were no, I don't know what so, any IT so, organization relies no on a user to do anything like that. Right. You know, that that's not what right. we do. Okay, okay. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Okay. So, so in my mind, there's a difference between reset and wipe. Okay. So, but again, okay. I, and I hear, I hear what you're let saying about it. Yeah. I one, let me do this, Dave, and then go. Um, I hear what you're saying about being, <clears throat> pardon me, tied to the serial number. But if I wipe my phone, my, I'm using the term wipe because I don't have a better one. But if I wipe my phone, doesn't that mean I've reached, I've taken everything off of it completely? You have. The, the, uh, I guess if, we have. I guess if, we have to. We have to keep a, We have to clear up the, the matter of the fact: is it your device, or if it's if it's the company-owned or government-owned device? It, uh, most companies who own their their devices. In this case, this is an iPhone. You know, there, there are companies that have fleets of iPhones. They're registered with Apple Business Manager. Apple Business Manager in turn manages the serial number. Those that information from Apple Apple Business Manager is then given off to the particular MDM that 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 company is using. In this case, would be Jam. And Jamp in turn enforces the policy. So you could wipe the phone into your heart's content, but the problem is, is once you turn the phone on, it sees that it's an owned phone by that particular company or that particular government, that it's going to completely uh, boot back up and it's going to just start installing the profile and restoring the phone right the way it was. So if, okay, so I think I'm getting it. All right, but I want to be yeah. sure. That's so okay. it communicates to Apple. So my 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 serial number is one, two, three, four, five. Right. Just like a really good password. All right. Mm -hmm. So it checks with Apple to before it starts downloading uh, uh, the software. Kinda. I don't Apple, know where it goes first. It goes, it tests the activation server for Apple first, right. maybe. And it's, then it it's might Apple Business Manager. Yeah. yeah. Then you'll have, then you'll hit your MDM. So once you get internet service on that phone, and I've been in cases where we've turned on, and Dave, I'm sure too, have mm -hmm. turned on phones and turned off, turned on. Airplay mode as soon as humanly possible, so it doesn't start doing something. Because as soon as that. it goes mm -hmm. onto the internet, um, then it's going to start doing. It's, it's going to start installing the policy and, and provisions and things like that. Yeah. So it's going to talk to, again, if it's your phone and you bought it, and Apple's didn't go through an Apple Business Manager and through Jamf, like Dave was saying, right. you could wipe it. You could not yeah. only wipe it, but you could remove the actual profile. Same on your Mac, right. under profiles and delete it, and then. You know, it will be gone. And in fact, we get a lot of people in, in the forums and Facebook, things like that. So I have a phone and it's not letting me do this or it's saying it's owned by this. And you know, 100 times out of 100, you go into profiles and see old companies or schools profile that was installed on there. And then and you just have to delete it out. And we're speculating the fact that the government, if the government is the government doing a full out MDM, Microsoft has an MDM, but the Microsoft also can provide uh, security where they can install the particular applications like Outlook or, or Word, Excel, Edge, whatever. And we'll move into that one next week. Yeah, yeah it's a, well, Intune is the other part of it. Intune. But not everybody's using Intune. Yeah. Uh, Intune is a, is a portal that, that does the same thing, but the thing in the way Microsoft does it, it only enforces the policy based on the systems that they want you to access. In this case, anything Microsoft related, which would be like Outlook specifically, but there could be other resources that are accessed too. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't secure the entire device. The, the, the long and short, I'm sorry, the long and short, yeah. we're going too far, but the long and short is if the IT department at the government agency that we're talking about did their job right. Exactly. They should, there should have been no reason to rely on any human to do any kind of backup 
or or sync. That's not that's not how that works when you want to back up devices. If the IT department was run by rabbits and hamsters, then maybe not. (laughs) Exactly. And and essentially, this story is that IT department saying we didn't do our job. Pretty much. Well, and and now people are mad because hey, stupid. Here's a law. And they said, right. like yesterday and today, that says yeah, you have to keep this information for two years, and you didn't do this. So now what do you do? And now you just fight about it, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Okay, so so clear this part up for us. Hmm. However, iMessage is stored on a device in an encrypted fashion in a manner that the centralized system cannot access. So does that, I mean, does that mean They're lying. what it says? They're lying. <laughs> there you go. Well, you yeah, could do if, it. You could do an iCloud backup on your phone and then right. download iMazing without a phone. You could take that phone, chuck it into the lake, and then download mm-hmm. iMazing and log into iMazing, and you could read those messages because it's doing the encryption sync with each other, right? So Chuck, that's what it's doing. The um, the encrypted part there, you know, it, it means that you have to have the encryption keys, and uh, and in the case of a company. Um, you know, that's all part of an iCloud uh, account setup. So you have company accounts, and that means that the companies ultimately have the keys. So uh, you remember the San Bernardino case? Right. right. The reason that uh, they couldn't get into the phone was because they allowed someone to set up the phone outside of the company's accounts. And uh, and so the company didn't have access to uh, to the encryption keys for the content on that phone. Um, when a company sets all of this up correctly, all these devices are are using the company accounts, and so that means that even though your your uh, uh, text messages are encrypted with other iMessage users, that ultimately, if the company wants to read the content of all those messages, they can. Okay, thank you, Jeff, because that's that's kind of what I was getting to, because this article, at least the way I read it, I think it implies that even if those iMessages had been backed up to whatever system, Jamf or anybody else, that they were still... In- <laughs> Pardon me. They were still encrypted, and therefore couldn't be accessed. And you're Thank saying you you, you are all saying that the IT departments didn't set this up correctly because otherwise, a they would those messages would have been backed up automatically with no intervention by the agents, and b would not would have been they would have had the keys to read the encryption because the phones were owned by the Secret Service. The keys are the keys happen when you log into something with an iCloud account is where the keys happen. It's not like a, a thing that's somewhere. As I said, you can install iMazing on your computer and not have your phone and pull your iMessage history out of, out of, uh, out of a backup from an iPhone because it's encrypting. You're logging in with your iCloud account, unlocking the encrypted passage, and you're pulling that data out. <laughs> Presumably, they're not backing up these phones to personal Macs. Uh, they're definitely. Yeah. I, I would have to yeah. imagine they're not. That's kind of crazy. But, but Davis, he is Warren saying it right because I. Well, the I point get, is I, that I, the government owns the login information, not right. these agents. Right. So the government can get in. So the That's, government, you know, the point of encryption is if you have the login, you can get into it. Otherwise, it's not encryption. It's. Uh, 
you know, trash. But the other part of it, really fast, the, the problem with Apple IDs is it's hard for any corporation to assign everybody an Apple ID for their personal device for business use. And we've stopped doing it. I've never worked, I haven't worked for a company in a while that's done it. Everybody seems to be logging in with either uh, their own iCloud account or their own, or one that, you know, we'll say, go on your computer, create a BLDR email, work email address, create an iCloud account that way. Technically, it's still yours. I don't think Jam for NEMDM actually says your user no. one iCloud uh, account. So that's that's the real problem. You're basically giving, even though it's a company phone and MDM'd, your iCloud is not your company's oh. iCloud because you created the email address. Apple doesn't let you. You created the email address. You created the, the password. You turned on iCloud Sync. That's under your control. So right. it, Apple but certainly fixes. secret service agents are not allowed to communicate using a personal account, right? You would think they must have some kind of business account, but they must have a business iCloud account that was created. Well, their, but if they created email, another account and are using that, that they're is probably using they're probably using their work email. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Jeff at you know the the, the, the CB, CDC whatever they are ATV, .gov. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they're using that as their iCloud account, and that's probably what they're doing. If they allow it. Because otherwise, you're keeping a list of everybody's iCloud information for the company, and, and we, I don't think anybody is successful. But again, you, you can imagine the situation, you know, if, and I'm not <clears throat> disputing anybody, this is purely hypothetical, if there were a couple bad apples, they could say, oh, well, the way you, the way you beat security is, you know, you... You get an Apple account and you set up your phone and you do it like this. You know, we and everybody else this is how we do it. And uh, by doing this, it's going to circumvent, you know, the system that the bean counter has set up. And we can communicate with each other and apps complete privacy. And uh, when the phone is wiped, uh, they can't get at any of the stuff because um, they don't have the information they need that's stored in our personal account. But Jamf so, gives you reports. You know, Dave will look at his Jamf report and say, Mark's phone hasn't done blah, blah, blah in the past day. He turned something off or he did something. And that's how he knows that you're doing something wrong. Okay, it, guys. I'll tell you. I'm going to yeah. need to leave. Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark needs to jump. And I, but I've, I, have, I have one more, two more questions on this issue. So, Mark, thanks so much for being here. Um, really appreciate, uh, you know, all the all the comments well I'll, I'll i'll jump I'll, I'll i have still you know about three minutes i'm giving okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just stay for the last two questions and then i'll jump okay just, well you know how this group goes mark so we'll go see longer, so okay um, if not, yeah. then i'll jump off at uh, <laughs> 6 30 you know um web web brings up a, a, i know he's being a little flip but not completely do you do we think the secret service uses an off-the-shelf iphone i doubt it i would kind I'm of sure doubt of course too. they do yeah, I mean, well, it's off the shelf. They they get it from Apple, but yeah, it's a it's a standard iPhone. It's it, <clears throat> yes, it's a normal iPhone that was provisioned through Apple Business, like Dave said. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, contract. so, second question, and Dave, I'm pointing this to you because you you know you have it in your company. So, if you use an MDM system and the iPhone encrypts iMessages that your your employees might use. You can access those. Not only can you access those messages through the the backup to the server, but you can read those messages. Correct. You could. In my case, we don't we don't uh, back that stuff up. It, it all depends on how the MDM is configured. 
Okay. Um, but it's still encrypted. It, 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 there's a fine line. I, I haven't had any experience with, with the MDM portion of it managing iMessage. Um, and I'm not sure what companies do. If it's a full out device, I, I have not heard of, I mean, maybe oh. Warren can ask to think it. I don't think, I really don't think. I don't think it backs it. up. I don't think it backs up anything to the MDM. I, right. I think it's still backing everything up to Apple. Uh, Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark, that, Mark, that's a part of the, yeah, the company-managed yeah. Apple IDs, independent no. of individual user Apple IDs. I don't think any Apple devices are backing up to a corporate no, device. Not. I think every Apple right. device is, but unless it's, it's, a, a it's corporate device. Apple IDs. So no, the, we so talked the about that. Still, there is, there is no, there's no such thing as a corporate Apple ID. It doesn't exist. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall. It's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. What about the schools that have school-managed Apple IDs? They are, they're not in the iClouds. And that's how they get around that. At least that's what they were doing when I worked at a school. Is they said, okay, we're not so then, all these things into an iCloud. We're managing all the MDMs. And basically, as soon as it goes back in that big rack thing, it sends a wipe and resets itself to, to, to how it was yesterday. Well, maybe, uh, maybe look at this backwards. If this story is true, then essentially iPhones, or at least iMessage, is completely inappropriate for use in any public company or in any government agency that, rec- that has retention requirements. Um, maybe. I mean, that might I don't be see a reaction that. Oh, yeah, of course, everyone knows you can't use iPhones and iMessage in in those situations. Um, if but that, <laughs> see, that's that's funny, Jim, because I took the opposite message from it. It's like, gee, this is so secure that you know, if the proper thing wasn't done, then those messages are ir- irrecoverable. And so the security but, is, but, is that but much better. The law in this case is the messages must be retained for two years. So if the system isn't you know designed in a way that that can be mandated, and and then it's not suitable. Um, which maybe that's true, but I certainly don't see you know the response to the story being yeah, duh, everybody knows you can't use iPhones. Um, yeah. You know, I I think you know. These, these systems, these MDM systems and whatnot, they're designed for exactly this situation because organizations do have policies that, you know, we don't let individual users run around and screw up our policies. You know, we impose our policies on on the devices, not the end users do. And to answer Chuck's question is, yeah, the company would love you not to use iMessage for communication. They want you to use their systems that they can monitor and see what's going on, like Teams or or whatever they're using in their internal communication. Because, you know, because when you get a call from the CIO saying, what did Sally say to Mark and iMessage, you're going to look at hit Mark and you can look at the CIO and say, I don't know, I can't tell you. And then he's going to look at you and say, why not? Because and you can explain what we just explained, because we don't control it and we have no, you know, 
we have no visibility of it. As an end user, you might feel great about that, but as a company, you don't. Well, then iMessage should be banned in all these situations. Why has this not come up? Well, uh-huh. there's an alternate. Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Jeff. I was, you just beat me to that with the business manager, uh, manage IDs. I was going to just uh, uh, make a comment on that. That That's what a lot of companies are looking to do now. It's having managed Apple IDs and using their company's domain in order to, to have a managed uh, Apple ID. Because some companies are saying, okay, yeah, you've signed up because that's the thing. People think that their business email address is their personal account and they sign up for an Apple ID with their with their uh, with their company email, and they use it for personal, which is which is crazy. Which is always, crazy. It happens yeah, even the time. with this article. How does Apple monitor what you're doing here? How do they have have any more control than if you just created an Apple ID on your yeah, own? Yeah, that's where that that support article uh, that Jeff put in our private chat uh, talks about business manager, Apple business manager that, that also manages Apple IDs. And this is new, right? This is something they introduced with that new service. Um, yeah, with Apple Recently. School Manager and, and uh, it's not, also Apple not Business School, Manager. The oh. Business Manager, which just came out oh. not that long ago. So this oh. is something that, right, because Apple hears this stuff all the time. It's like, you know, <laughs> Apple, the companies would love to have their devices fully managed by the company. And as it is right now, it's not quite like that, but Apple's trying per Jeff's link. Yeah, and, and I just threw those links in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, excuse me. Uh, they'll be in the show notes. I just threw them in the chat rooms as well. So, um, so I, I, I've, I'm going to break my rule. I'm going to ask one last question because oh, you know the one thing that the one thing that kind of surprised me, based on everything I've learned here tonight, and I hope everyone else has learned some things. I'm a little surprised that, short of somebody running over an iPhone with a with a steamroller, that if I go to wipe a phone. That is that is on one of these uh, management systems, or or reset it, or you know, I'm, I'm taking the the article in the, uh, the verbiage in the article that it doesn't say stop. I need to back this up first. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So. What? Why? Why wouldn't it? I mean, if because if I have in this situation, if I have important uh, corporate or government or school information. And I'm about to be wiped. Why wouldn't it? It does. Apple does. When you sign up your iCloud account, the first thing it does, it asks you, do you want to back this up? Doesn't not no 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 Warren. Not well, not Chuck. Forget forget iCloud. I'm I'm talking about you know through the through the MDM. Chuck, that the type of data that we're talking about for these types of devices, even if it's on the phone, that's not the place it really lives. Because we're talking about uh, uh, corporate enterprise level services that are cloud-based and that's where the data really lives. So if you nuke a phone and, uh, and you lose the data on the phone, you're only losing it from the phone because it's really living somewhere else. And the phone is just accessing it when you use whatever, uh, company apps are, are installed on that device through the MDM. With, with the exception that of makes the encrypted, sense. with the exception of what Chuck's saying, which is the iMessage, that and falls out of the, that falls out of the realm of what the access on, It's on servers, though. You All you got to do so. is log back in without account. Right, and that's, and that's kind of where I'm going with this, Jim. You know, at the, at the end of the day, how did messages, you know, that are, how are messages only stored on a phone if their iMessages, if they, they they pass through somebody's system, Apple's or somebody else's, and so there should be copies of them there. Well, if they have iCloud uh, uh, iMessage in the, in a cloud, they're in the cloud, 
right? right. So if, if we if you steamed roll your your phone and logged onto your computer and turned on iMessage in the cloud, you'll see all your past messages and iMessage. So they're they're there. Yeah, because um, we've we've all done that with new phones. You get a new. But phone, MDMs yeah. don't back up. That's what I'm. I, I don't think MDMs actually back back up it, data. They they push out things to do, which might include telling your phone to back up to the iCloud. But they don't actually. You, Dave doesn't have a, your MDM server doesn't have a storage yeah. area of people's backups, right? That's so, because it's their own device. So I mean, right. we, so we aren't the, going to back up on um, the right. IOD. Right. Well, even if even if not, I mean, Jamf doesn't have a repository of backups of people's phones. Apple Same does. thing with Macs. They don't back up the Macs either. No, it backs you got to use you got to something else like in, the, in our, our case OneDrive. Yeah, for that, right? Yeah. yeah, but but for iPhones in your case, it's going to be iCloud, and that's what you're doing. It, Jamf well, is telling you, right? It has to be. Well, it doesn't have to be. It could also. Well, it could be also other. other yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you could actually put NAS stuff on an iPhone and all stupid stuff. It's a deep. It's know. a deep. It's a deep topic, Strut. It, 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 yeah. yeah, it. Listen, it is, and you know, I. I mean, I'm not sure we haven't asked more questions than we've answered here, and we're over time, so we're going to need to wrap it up. But yeah. I think it is important, to, and especially when you see things like this, um, you because you look at it and you have to wonder, okay. I'm going to be dramatic, right? Are these rogue agents that decided, you know, we don't want anybody to see this, so we're wiping our phones? Yeah. Or is this an IT department that was, is this an IT department that wasn't doing their job and, and didn't do it right? Or was an MDM, whoever's MDM it was, either A, not capable, or that's not a, that's not a feature set ex that exists, or was it not set up properly? So that's, we don't have answers to those questions, but I think, I think it's, it's the last one. And I don't think they're rogues. I, I, I think probably most of them said, forget I was even here. <laughs> you know, let's forget this day happened. And here, take my phone and please erase it like fast because I was never here. And that's, and, and at some point, somebody in that organization just said, hey, wait, this is January 6th and this was on the news again. This is a pretty important date. He literally said, to not back up this device on this important date of history is a problem that they were having. Because basically they were saying, I'm sure these guys were frantic and scared. And everybody said, take my phone. We're, we don't work for this guy anymore. I was never here. Wipe it. And they did. And somebody should have said, don't do that. And that's what, that's what happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting article. Um, and I just, I want to make sure that, you know, folks aren't being misled. I don't want to be misled. I would like to know. Oh, absolutely. You know, Especially as our government. Yeah, yeah. Government yeah. never misleads us. So. No, yeah. no, no. Well, and in relation to you know things that we do, and exactly you know because we've heard so much, and Apple has taken so much heat for you know having encryption that can't be broken or can be extremely, extremely difficult to be broken, and they've taken the position. <coughs> pardon me. They've taken a position that they aren't going to help break it, and so. Yeah, I, th I think somewhere in in the midst here, we have to understand just you know where the barriers are and people. This place would be using BlackBerry server if it still existed. A lot of places would be <laughs> yeah. for exactly one hundred. He's right. This reason because it's they controlled the server. Apple, Apple was Apple has not pushed into the business world until very recently, specifically because of this, because they do not offer control to the corporation, the government to do what they need to do with this stuff. And Apple's finally saying, produce the links. Okay, let's try to figure this out. And, right. you know, historically, companies would not, you know, 
an iPhone is a terrible thing to manage in a, in a corporate environment. It still is. I mean, and that's right. why everybody's BYOD at this point um, because it's it's hard. Yeah. It's really entertaining to read the comments on this nine to five article. There are 57 comments, which they've now closed, and every single one of them is along the lines of the first one, which is, this excuse is about as lame as it gets. Um, <laughs> yeah, somebody definitely didn't do their job. I, I mean, and it's, it's very entertaining to, you know, all read all of them. Every, you know, every single person is like, this is baloney. Um, and they, they, were, they were, this, this government was trying to get out of America really fast on January 6th, and people did very quick thinking things that they shouldn't have done 100%. And well, is it malicious? And, is it illegal? That's kind of, we'll find out. Yeah. Well, we weren't there and I'm, I'm not prepared to make comments about that because that's starting to get into the politics of the situation. I'm talking more of the technical aspects. So, right. so with that, let's, let's go around the, the horn, let folks know where they can find you and then we'll go, we'll have a private political debate after the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim Ray. Thanks so much for being here. Um, what's the best place for people to connect with you? You can reach me at my birthday party or at ProV.com uh, or ProVGem on Twitter. Is today uh, my your birthday? Coming up. Not today, but it will be before before next week. It'll be my Oh, birthday. well, happy birthday um, a, a few uh, days early. Birthday. Okay, everybody sing. No, 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 please don't. Um, <laughs> happy, happy birthday. It's hey, Jim's birthday. Hey, hey, happy birthday hey, 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 to hey. Jim. Underpants. Yes. There you go. There goes I'm, so, the end. I'm so sorry about that, Jim. Oh, don't do it, Warren. Oh, Warren, <laughs> put that down. Uh, Why are you stopping him? <laughs> because it's Warren. That's why. Yeah. Don't encourage him. <laughs> Dave Ginsburg, thank you so much for uh, for being here and enlightening us. Uh, where's the best way? What's the best way for people to connect with you? Yes, you can find me at in touch with iOS at intouchbios.com, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash in touch Find me on the Mac show on the British Tech Network on Fridays and here on Tuesdays and recording our show on Thursday nights. And you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Great. Thanks so much, Dave. Thank you. Warren? I'm glad you felt well enough to argue with us as strongly as you did. Um, <laughs> it woke me up. Good, healthier than I mean, you did at the top of the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been sleeping for the last three days. You're pinking up. This yeah, is Mac, a night. Yeah, Mac yeah, Mac got, is, yeah, is the cure my, for COVID. Yeah, my wife said I'm even getting my color back. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm still in lockdown. I'll see if I test negative the next day or two, and then maybe I'll head out again. But yeah. other, other than that, I'm still in the basement. Good. Well, where can we find you when you're not in the basement? Yeah, I did. Don't go near me. I'm a COVID magnet. Stay away from me. Don't don't look for me. Um, Dave, hopefully I'll be good for Thursday. Um, with Dave on Thursday and here and uh, Facebook, I've been quiet because I've been half dead, but I'll get back on there today or tomorrow. And uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Good. Last but absolutely not least, the crooner himself, Mr. Jeff Gamut. Um, <laughs> where, where can folks find you? Well, when I'm not singing happy birthday songs that I make up on the fly to Jim, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, jgamut on both, youtube.com slash jgamut for occasional videos, here with all of you on Tuesdays, Thursdays, in touch with iOS, with Dave, because, well, Dave and Warren keep letting me come back. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
um, uh, the big show on Thursdays, the Mac show on Fridays, and the Context Machine with Brian Chaffin because we can't get enough of each other. And and then around, I, I kind of get around. I'm easy to find. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much, Jeff. Definitely thank you to uh, the chat room. Uh, really appreciate your contributions and all and your comments. Did you know that Webb Bixby owns a Rolls Royce? Not. Yeah. Man, yeah. he's a big roller. Or at least that's what he implied, or at least that's what I took. And Webb will be contradicting that any second now, I'm sure, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know Webb. You don't, you don't have a Rolls. I get it. Uh, this is Mac Voices Live. We do this kind of craziness every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm a little spaced out myself. Um, whatever time that is, wherever you are, we'd love to have you join us in the chat room um, at youtube.com slash TV. Set your alarm. We'll be there next time. Web says not true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, check my check my email. Okay. I've got email from Web. Wow. Ah, yeah. Um yeah, think, it's already backed up uh, through the MDM uh, <laughs> uh, configuration profile. Yeah. So, so Web, your secret is out, whatever it is, whatever it is. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We will see you next time. And until then, thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at BackbeatMedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at Cashfly.com.